The Island Portugal Business Network is comprised of more than 150 member companies based in Portugal and Ireland. These companies are from a wide range of industries and professions and represent in excess of 25,000 people. So good morning and welcome everyone to a new episode of the IPBN podcast series. I'm Arnold Delville, General Manager of the Ireland Portugal Business Network. Today, our special guest is Goran Egberg, IPBN member and executive coach who trains business owners and leaders to thrive in the future. The theme of our conversation today is about what will managers of the future be like. Managers of the future are going to have a, to challenge the traditional ideas of management and push back against the many business practices that are outdated and no longer relevant. So good morning, Goran. It's a pleasure to be with you today. May I ask you first to briefly present yourself and your background and business journey and how you did end up moving to the Alga. Yeah, thank you, uh, Arnold. It's a pleasure to be here and thank you for having me. Um, this is one of my favorite topics is to talk about the future because it's uh, really no one knows. And, and I've been uh, in this uh, knowledge industry, if you want to call it business coach, business trainer for 30 plus some years. And um, I've been working with uh, large global organization, mid-sized companies and and small entities um, in over 24 different countries. And um, why I moved to Algarve? Well, uh, not only the, the good weather, it's also that I had, a, I had an incident in my life in January 2016 where I had a heart attack and I, I survived and I was thinking it's time to, to have a more active and healthy lifestyle. So that's the main reason why I pick to move to Algarve. Uh, my heart is is uh, in California in in the uh, US but uh, this is for me european the the european uh, compromise of california algarve is really a very nice location very friendly people very nice food mm. very good weather and i can play golf which is one my favorite hobby <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, really. so so that that's my journey and and i'm very i'm very thankful arnold for having me and having this podcast yeah no problem it's a, it's a, it's really a, ple a pleasure um so let's let's uh, start with the fir first question so uh, obviously, we had two two very uh, challenging uh, years. The pandemic, you know, has propelled us into a new reality. So, what can you say about the situation for management today? Um, there is a lot of new challenges. I, I, I yes, and and um, I think it's a it's a very relevant question because the pandemic propelled us into the to the future. But before we talk about the future, let's look a little bit at the history of management theories. Uh, the, one of the first that, that was uh, Taylorism in 1909, and it's called the Scientific Management of Taylorism. That has been the dominant way of organizing organization that, uh, that the manager assigned the work and the employee did it. In, and, and that has been, uh, you know, uh, the way th since the Industrial Revolution where management position was, was uh, invented, there are a number of different management theories, but this is the dominant, the Taylorism. Now, when the pandemic has forced us, we can see certain things like uh, the hybrid organization uh, that was uh, 
something that people were talking about and, and the pandemic propelled us into it, that now we have the, the, the freedom to choose to work from home or remotely. Yeah. And in US only, I saw a statistics that 46 million people have resigned voluntarily from their employments and want to find a way mm. as self-employed. And also another interesting factor is that 85% of, of people leaving their jobs don't leave because they don't like what the company is doing. They don't like the way the nearest boss is, is, is treating them. Mm-hmm. So, so based on that, I would say that the current management process is lagging and they has not been updated to meet this new reality. Uh, there's an old-fashioned management power base and structuring hindering the needed creativity and innovation. And uh, if you look at different models that are popular today, one is called the Spotify model, which is give a lot of autonomy to teams. Mm-hmm. And and um, so so I would say that that uh, we we are. Um, in a in a fork where 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 it's time to to really in, be innovative when it comes to to um, uh, finding new new uh, ways of organizing organizing our work. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and and you know the fact that now we we are where well, we have we have entered. Uh, the post-pandemic era, we are back to some kind of normality, but still, it is never going to be as as it, as it was before. What what are, in your opinion, the main uh, forces shaping the future of management? Yeah, it's a good question, Arnold. And, and um, if you look at the demographic, we see that sixty-five percent of the world population is is called millennials and genera- generation Y. Uh, and most managers today belongs to what is called Generation X. That means they're born between 1965 and 1980. And the characteristics of Generation X is that they, they, they focus on experiences. They believe in themselves and they want, to pers- they want personal recommendation before making decisions. Gener- generation X uses its computer more than any other generation. So they they could be well prepared for the future. It's just that I think that they, they rely a little bit too much on, on um, internet. And, um, you know, the older generation, uh, the good managers, they were more human, humanized. They were more human-centric. Mm-hmm. But if I look into the future, I see four major forces that are, we can call them, uh, we can call them uh, trends. And the first is digitalization, and um, that was on the agenda long before the pandemic, but the pandemic really propelled us and accelerated the dig- digitalization. Mm-hmm. And then uh, working from home uh, and or remotely, you know, now you have, it was also before the pandemic, uh, now something called the digital nomad, certain roles could be done independent of time and space, and that has really propelled forward. And then as a, the, the third forces is the hunt for talents. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think that there is, a, there is a surplus of cash for startup companies. There is cash around the corner, mm-hmm. but talents are really the, the bottleneck. And now 
what is interesting is that you can recruit talents from all over the world. It, that they, you don't have them to ask to come to your local city. You can recruit them from all over. And, and that means that, that the, the onboarding process has really become virtual. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure that that has really been updated in all business. Mm-hmm. The other interesting aspect that's finally, you know, is that personal and business life has become one. And I have a story there that when I started in 1990 as an employee by ABB, you know, I was asked to do competence development and, and I was moved to the human resource department and the chief technology officer of this uh, nuclear power we design nuclear power plants. He knocked on my door and leaned in and asked, what wrong have you done ended up here? You know, so competence development, that was something you did on your spare time and not, not during your office hours. So now finally, this has come and we understand that we have only one life. And I think that, that there is a movement called human-centric approach that will now be the, 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 the leading theme going to the future. So, so based on these four uh, platforms, I can see um, three main way of organizing the work. First is the traditional organization with a physical office. Coworkers are expected to come to the office and work from the office. Their traditional management capabilities and structure will apply. That's, that's what I see. Uh, the second is the hybrid or organization where co-workers and managers can decide themselves if they want to work remotely or in the office. And this, has, this will be consequences for everyone in the organization. So uh, I, you, you need to have a high degree of digital capabilities and digital collaboration, uh, even between your teammates, because someone could be sitting in, in very remote and, and even on different time, time zones. So, you know, we have been used to have what is called synchronic work. That means we are working one-to-one in the same time. But now we're going to see asynchronous work that someone is maybe on US time or some is on European time and some is on Asian time, and they need to learn how to collaborate. And the third, which is now coming up as as more and more and it goes quick and that is in the digital world we can call it metaverse or we we can there are different virtual words worlds where companies are trying out new products and new features in the digital world with avatars to see the reaction i have even seen a digital burger place trying out recipes in the digital world and, and also people are buying space in, in a feature called Sandbox where you can buy area. Uh, and, and, and of course, to be a manager living 100% in a digital world, you, you, need to have, um, you need to have 100% immersed in digital capabilities. And, and what is good with this metaverse or whatever name you want to call it is that you can test new strategies and innovation with flexibility and creativity. Yeah. So, so I think these are, these are, are well underwear and, and I think it's going to be, that, that's going to set the standard for the future. Yeah, I was, I was talking to some members, uh, you know, over the last few weeks or few months, and I think everybody is trying to find the right 
a format which will work for them, which is difficult. I think it's it's a it's a question of 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 trying and testing and see if it works. Um, we, we've got the example of a member who went completely um, uh, remotely. They don't have any office, and they, they just hire I think about 12, 12 uh, people here in Portugal, but it's all all uh, remotely, and it, and it's a global uh, global company. Um, yeah, so we, we, we are leaving the, the, the shareholder value um, and more and more people are talking about stakeholder value. That's what you were, you were talking about, the, the, the human-centric approach, I think. So how will this impact managers when value creation becomes more a human-centric approach? Yeah. Well, the mantra has been um, since the 70s, uh, shareholder value and, and um, many companies have designed the, the value creation process to optimize shareholder value. And, and there is a, a cluster or a community in US called Business Roundtable and they have, they, they have now decided to leave share, uh, stake shareholder value and they talk more about shareholder value, uh, uh, stakeholder value, which is a 360 degree view so the manager is not it's not enough to just see in the in the um, in their their own pipeline they need to see the 360 view uh, who are the stakeholders that can benefit from the decision and the way we, we organize and when i think we have established stakeholder value we are then easily move over to a human centric ap- approach and mm. and to become more human centric in everything we do uh, is urgent because um, this is driven by the largest uh, trend of them all and that is the climate change and and um, when when we start to collaborate across traditional industries we 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 see we leaving value chain thinking to value networking that means the waste from my industry could be an asset to another industry and 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 manager needs to move away from optimizing its functional area to optimizing the whole. And w- one of my mentors was Dr. Iger Ansoff, and he, he talked about synergies in business. That means one plus one should be at least three. And, and, and that is where managers need to think uh, on a broader, on a, on a much broader uh, viewpoint than, than their own functional area. Uh, yeah. Okay. All right. Um, so, um, what, what what do you think will be the impact on managers, and what do they need to change in order to thrive in the future? That's 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 really the question. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and I think that now we we are coming to the core of this yeah. this um, this uh, podcast, and and that is to to try to see. Uh, what can we see on the horizon? I learned from Dr. Igor Ansoff uh, weak and strong signaling. And, and I'm trying to see out in the business landscape in the world, what can we see? And, and of course, the penetration of internet is one major driver. Mm-hmm. And now the upgrade to 5G, which is uh, uh, the most adaptable, innovative and engaging thing a human being have created. And, and this is the, what I would, would say the new technology of management. Mm-hmm. Uh, it decentralized about everything and, and encouraged resources to follow opportunities. So 
market opportunities opens and close uh, and and um, it this this will come you know the digitalization and the re-electrification of the societies um, managers need to to give their co-workers freedom and and also managers need I, I, I will tell you a story. I worked with a company, and, and it's not secret. It was Hallmark, and this was in the beginning of year 2000, where they asked us if we could help them to provide digital postcards. Mm. And, and I was talking with the executive management team, and I asked them, how many of you have emails? <laughs> and none of the team had emails uh, because they were handling by the secretary. And I said, well, let's come back to this question when you have start using emails, because digital postcards is far outside of your capability. Mm-hmm. And, and that, that's an example that I think managers in the future, they need to be very, they need to be very acquainted with all tools and apps that are available, if it's Slack or Zoom or whatever is there, because they need to learn how to communicate independent of time and space. Uh, it's not just that you pick up the phone and you expect someone to answer it. Um, so I think that effect, effective and efficient communication skills are key for, for managers. And then uh, they also have to, to understand that value is created independent of time and space. Mm-hmm. So, so they should be more, that they need to focus on the, process outcome rather than managing the process mm-hmm. so so the process can take any turn but the result is where they should position themselves going forward and and uh, i think it's a it's a huge challenge yeah uh, yeah yeah no definitely and and the things are changing so quickly that you know you need you need to adapt uh, constantly and you need to learn constantly yes yeah yeah, yeah. So what? So and maybe f- f- finally, I mean, what? Um, I mean, that's that's a question which you know, we, will it be in the future a career step to become a manager, or will it be just an admin role? You know what? Yeah, I think I think a manager will have to find his his, uh, his place in the in the company as well. Well, I, firstly, I, I think there will be room for management. There has to be room. I don't think every, every function in a company can be automatic, self-autonomous teams. So, of course, there is room for managers. And, and I think that also we should know that, that a company is owned by shareholders or owned by, by a group of institutionals. So, and, and there is no, so say, democratic process there. If an owner wants to take out their money, they take out the money. They don't go and ask someone if it's okay for me to, to, take, to, to reinvest my, in some other shares. So there is a level of, of democracy that stops with, with the right to bring out money. Of course, there could be other ways to finance businesses, not through shareholding. And of course, we should be open to that, that maybe consumers can, like in the metaverse, my data is my personal data and I own it and I can decide what to do with that data. So, of course, other ways to finance business. But if we look at shareholding as one, there will be managers. And, and I think that, that what we can say is that 
when it comes to making companies more efficient, uh, they have been worked very, very hard to reinventing their business processes. It's starting with business process management in the beginning of the 90s. But very few have devoted similar energy and imagination to reinventing their management processes. So they are still lagging as it was in a way like Frederick Taylor said in the beginning of the 1900. But I, I would like to, as lastly, a little bit give uh, some, some advice uh, moving forward into the future. And, and it would be interesting, say, five years from now to go back and see, is this list still valid? So here's my short list of urgent actions to reinvent the management process. Are you there, Arnold? Yeah, very good. I'm, re yeah. I'm ready. <laughs> yeah. So number one is, I think it's more important than ever to empower co-workers and managing less while retaining discipline and focus. And, and use the power of a shared vision to guide decision-making for all. Because if you have a shared vision, you, that can help you to make the decision in the day-to-day -day work. I think it's also important that, that the, there is a spirit of community. So branding is, will be very important because it binds people together, not only the direct co-workers, but also stakeholders. So they participate in, in, in moving the company forward. I think it's also very important that the purpose of the company is, is much more um, connected to, to, to the world's problem. It, it has to be an enlarged sense of purpose. And, and that, makes, um, that, 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 that will motivate the co-workers to go that extra mile that is needed so they don't work to collect the next paycheck. It is really that they feel that this is an important journey. And, and I think that uh, the two roles that needs to come in is innovator and explorer. An explorer is finding what is new, and that is more. And lastly, uh, make sure as an owner or a manager that your hollowed, hollowed beliefs is not strangled creativity and innovation, because we are going into much more of uncertainty and turbulence. So creativity, and there is a cost of lacking creativity in the, in the company, and measure that cost, yeah. because creativity is needed. And, and lastly, Arnold, I would like to say that an organization is never stronger than its weakest link. Mm -hmm. And today, I think the, the management process is the weakest link. Right. Uh, yeah. yeah. So. Yeah. 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 Well, thank you very much, uh, Goran. Um, we could continue that, those conversations because you have a lot of. Uh, Lots of great uh, experience and insights, um, and and we are definitely for for changes in the way managers and employees relate to each other and to to the to the company, like you you explained today. So, uh, I really hope our conversation will have given a lot of uh, precious advice to our members and and listeners. And um, I thank you for your time and for your for your uh, expertise. And, yes, um, thank you, Arnold. It was a pleasure talking to you this morning. And and if anyone wants to do any follow up questions or anything, you know, they can contact me or you. And yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Okay. Thank you very much. Talk to you thank again you. very soon. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Bye, -bye. Bye. This has been a production of the IPBN in partnership with Pink Room.
For more information, visit us online at island-portugal.com and on LinkedIn at Island Portugal Business Network. For more IPBN podcasts, find us on Spotify or visit our website for the full list of episodes. Thank you.